two, one, and we're live. We're live on all platforms. It is Sunday, and we are live. It's alive. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages, uncles and brothers, mothers and foreigners who, I don't know. There, I totally lost the thread. I'm one minute into the show, and I've already blown it. Uh, good afternoon. You're watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Avisic. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Arizona time, Mountain Standard Time, if you will. We are your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the world today. Um, show is on three platforms. Those of you that watch every day right at this time, you know this, but sometimes new people have to, they have to be told. New people have to be told. Three platforms. It's on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. That is our flagship Internet-based radio station. It is on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel. And, of course, here on a Facebook Live. The show itself is built around three things. I guess you could say four, but that lose it, you lose some of the, you know, the, the kind of sell. Three platforms, three things. Uh, but three major things. Interaction with you, the audience, as you leave questions and comments. One of the aforementioned social media platforms. Uh, some trinket or memento or autograph or curiosity or curio that I have laying here about the home office. And hopefully we can craft some little story around it. And I always recommend two artists or pieces of music based on, based on my vast vinyl album collection. So uh, that's all here right now for you today. Uh, before we uh, kick in, before we get to the heart of the matter, do we get to the meat of the moment? I just want to remind you that tonight it's 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can do yourself some good and other people as well by uh, going to ComedySchools.com and purchasing a ticket for tonight's Zoom show. Tony Visick presents Sunday Night's Funnier. It's where I present some of the best in uh, local Phoenix comics, sometimes from other places, but mostly uh, working with uh, the people that I uh, love working with here in this, uh, this great state. Tonight at 7 o'clock, when you buy a ticket for that show, it's only 10 bucks, one hour. You're buying three things. You're buying entertainment. You're buying into the American economy because we use portions of the proceeds to pay these artists. And we donate weekly to our good friends at the Maricopa Food Pantry. So uh, go down and uh, uh, go there after the show here and do that, okay? So um, I guess I can clear up a couple things here. We really settled something yesterday. Those of you that are regular viewers, regular watchers, regular listeners to... Uh, uh, the show, okay, you know that there's been um, a raging controversy. And, of course, everything's got to be political nowadays, don't it? Everything's got to be controversial as to just who and what I am. And uh, here's where the controversy has lied, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one, Randy Ioma, who's here, who's watching today, has um, insisted that I, Tony Visick, am a collector of bobbleheads. And by the way, Randy won't let me, look, I could pick my own pronoun. I could. I could say I want to be known as they or it or there. I could do that. I could do that. Nobody would say a thing. And if I wanted to run out front and pair of Uggs and a pair of culottes and dance the huck and buck in my front yard, nobody could say anything. They go, good for you. And they should. Therefore, let me say this. Um, let me say this, okay? 
that if I decide to say that I'm not a collector of bobbleheads, no matter how many bobbleheads I have, I should have the right to do that, despite what this so-called Randy says. Uh, what we came to uh, yesterday, the conclusion we came to, the honest truth is I am not a collector of bobbleheads. I rescue bobbleheads somewhere from when they're first given out at a baseball game to maybe then sold in a secondhand store to end up in a pile of junk somewhere with like tires and cans of oil and orange peels, cow dung tossed on them so they get buried deep, deep, deep. Uh, Champ de Blasio says, you're going in and out on my phone. I don't know if it's you or me. You know, I don't know either. Is anybody else having these issues? Because we I'm watching YouTube. We were having a little issue there. Uh, it might be me. It might be you, Champ. I don't know. Uh, what I am, but uh, someone check back with me and tell me if you're having the same problems, Champ. Seems to be having our good friend Champ, the great, uh, great guy, and runs a regular pizza review on his uh, Facebook page. Um, I am not a collector. I am a rescuer. I rescue them. Okay? I am that. So what we're going to do is we're going to set up our own organization, our own group. We're able to go nationwide. We're able to be badass. And we're going to call it uh, Bobblehead Rescue. Bobblehead Rescue. I'm going to make uh, Randy Ioma. I'm going to make him the uh, chief fundraiser, okay? We're going, to, we're going to make him the treasurer. You know why? Because in any organization that goes sideways, it's the treasurer who gets busted. Um, anyway, with all that being said, okay, everything I've said to all of you now, here is today's bobblehead. <laughs> all right, you know what? So you guys are having problems. I am going to switch internet providers. That's what I'm going to do. I think what I got going on here, I'm going to do this. We're going to take that off. And we should be coming right back. No, 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 no. The whole thing just ended. Resume. There. I've just resumed. So I kind of switched internet providers just like that. So we're going to see, we're going to see Tina and Mike champ. Let me know if I'm still going in and out. We should be okay now. Now we should be okay. Always some little issues, especially on Sunday because it's the Lord's Day and I should be in church genuflecting, but I'm not. I'm here talking with you. Someone let me know if this is coming in clearly now. That'll help because today's an important show because we're clearing this up. We're clearing this whole bobblehead thing up. Some of you have left. You know, you, you said, we don't want to be around this. It's too ugly. It's too hard. It's too mean. <laughs> Anyway, I was showing you today. I already told you we're starting Bobblehead Rescue. We're not collectors. We are rescuing. We're going to get that. Uh, what was that lady's name who sang the dog song? In the eyes. Sarah McLaughlin. Okay. Or John McLaughlin in the uh, Mahu Vishnu Orchestra. Or that guy McLaughlin who used to have that political show on, but he's dead. So we can't. Uh, we're going to get him McLaughlin. Maybe Ian McLaughlin. No, he's dead too. Uh, we're going to get them on and have them sing a song. For our uh, bobblehead rescue. Bobblehead rescue. All right, here is today's bobblehead. It is uh, not anything too special. It's a guy named Martin Prado. Uh, the cool thing about this is it does have the uh, detachable baseball bat. So I could take this baseball bat off and, uh, you know, that's what, here, this is what Randy Yomi gets. There. There. So uh, and then I can put it back on and we can resume our regular scheduled game. Baseball is on television. Okay, right now, basketball is on television. I, uh, uh, yeah, I just got back, champ, yeah. Uh, 
Baseball is on television. Basketball is on television. I couldn't be happier. Okay, distractions are important. That's why we do this show. Uh, right before I was doing this show, I was knee-deep in a uh, project, uh, an important project that I volunteer for. And uh, Shirley came up, tried to talk to me. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, tense. Okay, so every once in a while, we have to break the tension. The tension has to be broken. So uh, I'm glad that baseball and basketball are back. Uh, anyway, that's the bobblehead. We've said what we have to say about the bobblehead. Let's talk about the two artists. See, I'm distracted now because I don't know if our connection is uh, strong or not. Shirley, you're watching. What are you seeing? Watching. You were watching. Really, it's, you're the producer. You're the producer of the show. It looks okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. If that's how it is. Fine. All right. We uh, always recommend two pieces of music. Uh, two artists or two pieces of music. We're going to start off with one here. Uh, this guy was really important. He became famous overnight and never really, um, never really eclipsed that initial fame. But he had been an important part of the folk music scene from the late 50s throughout the 60s in Greenwich Village down on Bleecker Street, etc. An important uh, member of that scene. Uh, you regularly saw him play in all the best uh, coffee houses and clubs in old Greenwich Village during that uh, really incredible creative time. Um, then uh, in August of 1969, always a consequential month, uh, on August of 69, he got an emergency call asking if he could go to a music festival because some of the artists either would not show up yet because they had been paid or they couldn't get in, could they helicopter him in? And a guy who had never played anything larger than a couple hundred people. Maybe he played, you know, a couple thousand people, but usually playing anywhere from 10 to 50 people a night. Found himself in front of hundreds of thousands of people at the Woodstock Music and Arts Festival. We're talking, of course, about Richie Havens. Richie Havens, who in the movie, Woodstock, plays two songs, I believe, Freedom, Freedom, which he then rolls into Motherless Child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. And, uh, of course, uh, Here Comes the Sun was his uh, huge hit. This is an album called Something Else Again, Richie Havens. It has, um, it's, a, uh, it's got a lot of protest music, really good protest music. No opposition necessary, no experience needed. Inside him, the clan, Sugar Plums, Don't Listen to Me. From the Prison, Maggie's Farm, the Dylan tune. Something else again, New City and Run Shaker Light. So um, this album came out sometime after Woodstock. Okay, and uh, besides Here Comes the Sun and that thing on Woodstock, he never achieved um, the incredible fame that some people at Woodstock did, overnight fame that they achieved. Uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash being, uh, uh, being one, for instance, um, 10 years uh, after being skyrocketed into superstardom status for a while. Um, but he was an incredibly uh, powerful performer. And there he was going from a few hundred people in front of a... You imagine, okay, imagine this. You live in a city. If you haven't been in New York, whatever city, you're downtown, you know, where bars are and some nightclubs and restaurants. And you're sitting at a bar stool nursing a beer in the morning. And uh, someone goes, hey, there's a phone call for you. And somebody goes, hey, listen, uh, we're jammed up here. We got about 100, 150,000 people with thousands more streaming in this music festival. And we've got no musicians, man. 
and we'll pay you money if you just come on. Will you go to the airport? We'll put you on a helicopter. Wow, what a moment, huh? And Richie Havens lived up to the moment. One of the great performances in rock history ever recorded. Richie Havens at Woodstock. So we're uh, highly recommending that. The other artist that we are recommending today is one we've talked about before. Uh, and we did it with the Greatest Hits album. But this album happens to be my personal favorite of this particular artist. Uh, and one that really influenced me a lot when I was a kid. And it's... Uh, Chris Christopherson, The Silver Tongue Devil and I. So this is early Christopherson, early in his career, without the iconic beard. You see, there's no beard there. It sees, you see him on the back there, kind of just sitting on a rock. You know, it's a great, uh, by the way, here he was, uh, uh, an iconic cult, counterculture guy smoking a cigarette, holding on to his belt buckle too. Uh, which uh, from all reports, uh, he didn't hold on to very often. So, uh, uh, great tunes on here. The Silver, Silver Tongue Devil and I. Easy to, for me to say. Okay, Jody and the Kids, all right. Billy D is one of my all-time favorite tunes. I love Billy D. okay? Because Billy D describes sort of tragic artists all in one. Those charismatic, beautiful losers who shine brighter, okay, and harder, okay, and faster and burn out sooner than anyone else around them. So many people are inspired by them, yet it never quite works out for them. So Billy D is great. Good Christian soldier. Uh, breakdown a long way from home. Then on side two, along with that great song, Billy D, uh, one of the great love songs of all time. Loving her was easier than anything I'll ever do again. By the way, if you like love songs, if you like torch ballads, if you like that sort of thing, you want to listen to, of course, Christopherson wrote some of the greatest. Uh, but loving her was easier than anything I'll ever do again. Google that, YouTube, but you'll love it. The Taker, When I Loved Her, The Pilgrim. Uh, you know what? I made a mistake. Okay, The song I was talking about that I love okay, is The Pilgrim, Chapter 33. Okay, Billy D is a good song too because it's it's the same it, it's the same sort of uh, same sort of ethic, okay. But uh, the Pilgrim uh, thirty three is the song that uh, where he, he's dedicated it to Dennis Hopper, okay. And uh, let me see what else we got on the back here. Uh, Call these echoes of the goings up and comings down, walking pneumonia and run of the mill madness, colored with guilt, pride, and a vague sense of despair. Um, Incredible album, incredible work, okay? Uh, I love it. When I was a kid, when it came out when I was in high school, I played it all the time. I wanted to be Chris Christopherson for a while when I was 17 years old. I think he even walked around talking like this because that's the way he talked. Uh, but, you know, you grow out of those sort of things. But I've always admired him. If you want to hear music set to poetry in the way that Dylan created it, okay, there's some people you're going to listen to. You're going to listen to Leonard Cohen, but you're going to listen to Chris Christopherson. Everybody knows his big hits. Me and Bobby and McGee, Sunday morning coming down for the good times. Okay, but you want to listen to Billy D. You want to listen to The Pilgrim. And you want to listen to Loving Her Was Easier. Okay, Billy D, The Pilgrim, and Loving Her Was Easier. Two, three great tunes on this great album. Uh, Christopherson had a lot of goings up and coming down. Uh, started out his life uh, on a pretty good path, when most people would think. Ended up in the military, served in the military, served in Vietnam. He was a Rhodes Scholar, 
had a wife and family, but inside him was just this gnawing, gnawing, gnawing pain, this hole that couldn't be filled, and he knew that he had to be creative. And he threw it all away and went down and was sweeping floors and recording studios in Nashville, where he met a man named Ray Price. Ray Price actually talked to him. Ray Price said, it became curious about him, and he goes, so what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm writing songs. By the way, there's an old saying, if you ever make cars, go to Detroit. Chris yourselves, and well, if I want to write songs, you should go where there's a bunch of musicians that need songs. So he went down and got a job sweeping floors in uh, Nashville. Ray Price uh, recorded uh, For the Good Times. Chris Jobs became a songwriter. He went from being a songwriter to being a movie star, to being an iconic pop figure, to being a poster boy, to having his career totally wiped out with one bad movie, no fault of his own. Okay, and then working his way back over the years. Over the years, battling drug addiction, failed marriages, loss of fortune, and regain again. A true American classic. The album is a true American classic. Christofferson is a true American classic. You know what? We're going to, uh, what time is it? Wow, I can't believe that I'm already like wrapping up at like uh, 20 after. I've got a, uh, I got a bunch of cool stuff on my desk that I'm working on. Not that this isn't super cool. Not that we enjoy doing this, but I got a bunch of super cool things that I'm working on. And they're really eating up my day today. So I'm going to beg your indulgence, and I'm going to sign off a little early today. We did show you the bobblehead. We did point out that we don't collect, that we are rescuers. We're forming our organization, okay, uh, worldwide. It'll encompass the globe. Hell, if we go to the moon, it'll encompass the moon, okay, which is going to be, of course, uh, bobblehead rescue. We're here to rescue the forgotten bobbleheads in the world, the ones that have been tossed aside, no longer loved. Like Woody and Toy Story, only, I don't know, these are cooler than Woody, I think. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, I'm going to give you a bonus today. Uh, this was yesterday's bobblehead. And you're going, why are you showing us yesterday's bobblehead? I'll show you why, because this one makes sounds. All right, here, here we go. Listen. Yes, yes, this one has a recording in it, man. How cool is that? And by the way, uh, if you could hear those, okay, uh, that, if you don't miss baseball, if you don't love baseball, it is just how those announcers, I grew up listening to so much of it on the radio. I spent so much of my life listening to the radio in a car because I was always touring and traveling. The sound of those announcers, the excitement that goes into their voice when there's a home run, or something incredible happens. Yes, there's the sound of the crowd. That's missing right now, although they're piping it in. That sound alone makes me still think and definitely know there's hope for America because we got a game like baseball and we still love it. Okay, that's it. We're signing off uh, tonight, 7 o'clock. Go to ComedySchools.com, buy a ticket for Tony Vizic Presents. You'll be glad you did. All right, thanks a lot. Bye-bye.